Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. I want to read to you out of Matthew's account of the resurrection, Matthew 28, verse 1 to 20, just in our closing moments. It says, After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord to come down from heaven. And going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. What a reversal of events. Men who were alive guarding a man who was dead now became dead and the man that was dead now became alive. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid for I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here, he's risen. Just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. And then go quickly and tell his disciples, he's risen from the dead and is to go ahead to you in Galilee. There you will see him, now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy. They ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said, and they came to him, clasped his hands and worshipped him. And then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee and there they will see me. And while, there were, while the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priest everything that had happened. And when the chief priest had met with the elders and devised the plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money, telling them, you are to say, his disciples came during the night and stole him away while you were asleep. If this report gets to the governor, he will be satisfied him and will keep you out of trouble. And so the soldiers took the money and they did as they were instructed. And this story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this day. Then the 11 of the disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. But Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Surely I'm with you always until the very end of the age. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 17, the Apostle Paul makes this statement about the resurrection. He said, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You're still in your sins. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. In other words, if it was just about this life, then we are to be pitied. But Christ has indeed been risen from the dead. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. The other thing I want to remind you this morning as we come to the end of Resurrection Sunday in the morning is simply this. The resurrection reminds us of the faithfulness of God. You quickly realize that God was faithful to His promise about rising Jesus from the dead. And when you realize that God is the one who keeps His promises, when you realize this, then there is nothing that can stop the promises of God over your life. That our faith is not futile. That our hope is not misplaced. That God is faithful. God delivers on His plan and His promises to us. The Bible says this about the faithfulness of God, Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord your God is a God. He's a faithful God, keeping His covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love Him and keep His commandments. Psalm 40, verse 10 to 11. 
says, I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. Hebrews 10 verse 23 speaks about the faithfulness of God and the reason why we assemble together, the reason why we have hope, the reason why we worship God every Sunday. It says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for He who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another unto love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approach. You see, we can have great hope today because Jesus rose from the dead. We can come and worship Him and declare His goodness and His grace over our life. Now, why? Because not, he, not because He's dead, but He's alive today. He rose from the dead. Do you know, the, and the reality is this, the resurrection is central to our faith. It's the cornerstone of theology to our faith. And sometimes we can look at the resurrection in theological terms and argumentative terms because it's so foundational. But in reality, this was a promise that God had promised over hundreds, if not thousands of years. See, the angel doesn't say Jesus rose from the dead to fulfill a theological position. The angel said he rose from the dead because God is faithful. I love what it says. He says, do not be afraid for I know that you're looking for Jesus who were crucified. He's not here. He has risen just as he said. Just as he said. How do you and I respond to the faithfulness of God? How do you and I respond to the resurrection this morning? I want you to notice a key observation when the angel appeared. The Bible says that the guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. What is interesting when this happens, the angel completely ignores what happens to the guards. They could have had a heart attack. They could have been on their deathbed. And yet the angel ignores what happens to these men and immediately focuses on the women who came to bring spices to the tomb. He ignores it completely. He's not even on their radar. I began to realize this as I read this particular passage. There are two times of faithfulness that human beings engage in. There's faithfulness to a duty, and then there is faithfulness to the personhood of Jesus Christ. I think when it comes to faithfulness and seeing the faithfulness of God outwork in our lives, there has to be a decision to be committed to the personhood of Jesus Christ. You see, the guards were faithful, but they were faithful to a duty. They were faithful to religion. They were faithful to orders. They were faithful to a system that was not working. They were faithful to the Pharisees. They were faithful to a religious order that was in direct contradiction to what God was doing. There was no doubt that these men were faithful. But church, it was misplaced faithfulness. It was misplaced commitment. The fact that the angel ignores them tells me that their faithfulness wasn't even on their radar in the mix of what God is doing. You know, I do believe that there are commitments that you and I engage in that God ignores. There are commitments that we think are going to help us, but they actually don't help us at all. There are commitments that we engage in that God says, well, if you want to be committed to that, then you are on your own. See, there's difference to be faithful to a system versus to be faithful to the personhood of Jesus Christ faithful to the Son of God. You know, it's a big one, commitments, obligations that stop us or commitments that spur us on. 
The big difference between these two groups of people we see in the Bible was simply this. Guards were carrying out orders versus people who had an encounter with Jesus Christ. What is our response to the resurrection? Don't make your Christianity a religion. Tap into the personhood of Jesus Christ. Understand that He is alive and He wants to have a relationship with you. Don't you reduce this thing called Christianity down to a set of rules and a set of religions and it's just another idea and it's just another philosophy reality is the guards were faithful to a system but the women were faithful to the personhood of Jesus Christ and because of that they experienced the fullness of God it's the difference between doing versus knowing it's the difference between just functioning versus actually having a relationship with Him. These women, they knew Christ. They came with a desire for Him. Jesus was challenging this right throughout His whole ministry. He was challenging a system where people felt that they could speak for God. You know, so many people, even in today's age, feel they have to speak for God. The Pharisees spoke for God with their interpretations with their biases, with their agendas. But the disciples were different. The disciples weren't speaking for God. The disciples spoke out of being full of God. These women spoke out of the fullness of their encounter with Jesus. Church, we can read the Bible. We can go to church. We can quote Scripture. But there is a difference between speaking for God well, let me tell you my point of view. I just need to go to Facebook to see how many points of view are there about God. Let me give you my point of view about this. Let me give you my point of view about that. There's a difference between speaking for God, but actually speaking when you are actually full of God, full of His presence, full of His revelation, full of His grace, full of the encounter with Christ. The resurrection tells us that you and I can be full of God. Not just full of opinion or full of ourselves or full of doubt or full of hurt, but we can be full of God. Let me read you Paul's prayer in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 to 20 as we finish today. He says, For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of His glorious riches He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have the power, together with all of the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Listen, that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Now to Him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, According to His power that is at work in us, to Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. That was Paul's continual prayer for the Ephesians church. It's continual prayer for you and I. God wants us to be full of Him. Full of Him. Now, challenge this morning is let not, let's not reduce the resurrection down to another thing, another religion, another system, just another process, another thing that we do. Let's understand the fullness of God because of the resurrection. Jesus Christ died on the cross, rose again from the dead. He is alive today. He is alive in our hearts. 
See, and I've realised this about the world, right? When the world, when, when Paul talks about this in, in 1 Corinthians, is if it was just for this day and not for future, then our faith is futile. So people that have never had a revelation of Jesus, I understand why they think my faith is futile because they've actually never had that encounter with God. But when you have that encounter with the Lord Jesus for yourself, your whole mind shifts and you begin to understand the fullness and the depth of what the Lord can actually do in your life. Come on, who understands that today? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, check us out at our website, faithcc.com.au.